Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. It is 5.30 Friday afternoon. We're going to be going over the remaining afternoon games that I haven't covered yet this week. We're going to be looking at maybe, I think, three or four afternoon games. And then we got a Monday night game, a Sunday night game, another Monday night game, and a Tuesday night game. So <clears throat> a lot going on with the schedule being shifted around. Uh, we're going to hop right in over here on the screen share to the fantasyfellowship.com, my week five start sit charts. We're looking at the Miami Dolphins at the 49ers right now. Uh, pretty simple fantasy evaluation for the 49ers. I don't think it, it gets that uh, that difficult for us here. Uh, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, quarterback two in Superflex leagues. Miles Gaskin, I got him as an RB2. Devontae Parker, wide receiver two. And Mike Jasicki. Uh, you really can't comfortably start any other of these players here. We like Preston Williams' talent, but I think that ACL injury from last year is kind of helping him get off to a slow start. And then, I mean, the running backs, Matt Breida, Jordan Howard, can't trust, Jakeem Grant. Uh, he's the number four receiver there. But Isaiah Ford, we're keeping an eye on Isaiah Ford just for like super, you know, deep leagues. But he had, he's had games of 10 targets and nine targets. So I'm kind of keeping my eye on him. But safely sit all of these guys here. The guys that you're interested in, I know it's the 49ers defense, but uh, they should have an opportunity to keep throwing the ball. Miles Gaston's going to get some PPR catches. So he's just a low end RB2 in PPR. You got Devontae Parker here. Parker is easily the best play of the bunch. I get it. If you don't want to, if you're feeling just like he's a little bit too boom bust, you want him to get a little bit more uh, consistent with his game. I can see that. Like if you have a guy like Johnny Smith, I'm probably playing like uh, Johnny Smith over Jacecki. Uh, and then Miles Gaskin, he's, I mean, it, he's pretty much only usable in PPR leagues. He's continuing to be the number one running back, though, in terms of snaps, touches, uh, receptions, all that. And then, yeah, Fitzpatrick's just no more than a quarterback, too, in Superflex leagues. On the 49er side of things, we're going to look here at the practice reports that had a lot of guys uh, injured throughout the week here. But it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo has been named the starter. He logged a full practice today. And then uh, the other offensive piece here we're watching is Raheem Mostert. They haven't ruled him out yet. He's logged three straight days of limited practices. So we like where he is going with his direction. Uh, and then some of the receivers here, looks like Pettis wasn't doing something here. Debo Samuel with an illness, did not practice Thursday or Friday. So we got to monitor Debo Samuel's uh, designation going into Sunday. Looks like Trent Taylor logged some practices too. So overall, we're watching for Raheem Mostert's participation uh, tomorrow and then Sunday morning. And then we're going to keep an eye on Debo Samuel's illness here that he was out for. I don't know, I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. Uh, but for now, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a quarterback two in Superflex leagues. If Raheem Mostert is going to play, he's going to be a running back two, you know, with some RB1 upside. Uh, George Kittle, of course, you're starting George Kittle. But uh, Jarek McKinnon is kind of an interesting guy. We've been riding Jarek McKinnon the last few weeks without Raheem Mostert. Um, <clears throat> if Mostert does play, I still think Jarek McKinnon can be an RB2 flex, you know, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, he's going to get some passing work. And uh, again, there's no Kevin Coleman. Jeff Wilson's just kind of, I mean, last week was, let's take a look at the opportunity report from last weekend. Jarek McKinnon just dominated the touches uh, for the 49ers backs. Um, so they were going up against the Eagles here. You see Jarek McKinnon with 92% of the snaps last weekend. Jeff Wilson's a clear afterthought. So even if Raheem Mostert plays, I still like Jarek McKinnon to get uh, a handful of touches. Maybe that's, you know, somewhere six to eight maybe rushing attempts and a handful of targets. So I still like McKinnon as an RB2. Looking at some of the receiver snaps here, it looks like Brandon Ayuk led the team in receiving snaps. So he's like an interesting deep wide receiver three flex. He only got five targets, two catches, 18 yards, but he got the 38-yard rushing touchdown. So that's two straight weeks of rushing touchdowns. Really nobody else is usable on this team. So uh, we got to monitor Debo's status. We got to check out Brandon Ayuk. If Debo doesn't play, I like Brandon Ayuk as a wide receiver three flex. 
But the clear must-starts of this one, of course, it's going to be George Kittle. Raheem Mostert plays. We're going to start Raheem Mostert. Uh, and then I think McKinnon still is going to keep his PPR, you know, high high floor volume there. So uh, looking at the fantasy points allowed here by the position, the Dolphins are giving up, you know, we got three green rankings here. So they are 29th in fantasy points allowed to the quarterback, 22nd to the running back, 27th to the wide receivers. They're actually pretty good against tight end. So we'll see what George Kittle can do in this one. Uh, but then on the 49ers side, man, they are top 10 in everything. Uh, you know, 17 points per game to the quarterback, about 14 to the running back. That's number one in the league in terms of PPR points allowed, basically 32 points to the receivers, and then only six to the tight end. So I get it. I mean, Jasicki makes me nervous. I kind of talked about him earlier. And basically all these numbers are saying not to start your Dolphins. So I get it. I mean, to be honest, like Devontae Parker is probably the only true uh, must start of the Dolphins. So do with that what you will. But uh, let's move on here to the Colts and the Browns. This one's not really exciting for fantasy. It's going to be kind of old smash mouth football. Uh, two really good defensive teams, two teams that want to run the ball. Both both teams kind of limit their quarterback with what they can do. Um, so on the Colts, let's actually let's start with the the defensive here. Look at the Colts. Just kind of like the the they're actually better than the 49ers. They have all their all their fantasy points allowed are in the top seven. So under 10 points per game to the quarterback, number two in rushing uh, PPR points at 15 and a half, 31 and a half to wide receivers and four and a half to the tight end. So basically they're saying don't start anyone against the Colts. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking at here right now. Um, so I guess we'll start with the Browns. With that being said, I mean, Baker Mayfield, he's barely usable in quarterback two super flex leagues this week. I really don't trust him at all. I mean, he's going to maybe get 190 to 200 yards and a touchdown at best. Uh, Kareem Hunt, you're starting Kareem Hunt with Nick Chubb out. I think he's the one guy that I feel the most comfortable about. Comfortable about. If you have to start one Cleveland Brown, it's going to be Kareem Hunt. Odell Beckham, so boom bust. He has such a wide range of outcomes. I can see him going, you know, three for 42 in this one or, you know, anywhere like four to 82 in a touchdown. So he's got this wide range of outcomes. I think you start him as your wide receiver three just because we saw what he could do last weekend. It only takes one play to make your day. Um, <clears throat> and then Jarvis Landry, he's kind of just the high floor uh, PPR receiver there. But again, I don't like the passing volume in the Cleveland offense right now. So Jarvis Landry is just a, he's a kind of a wide receiver three flex at best. He's not really producing much. He had the throwing touchdown last weekend, but can't count on that every week. And then Austin Hooper, he's kind of like a low-end tight end option. But again, I mean, you look at what the Colts do in here, man. They are not allowing any points to any of these positions. So I'm kind of I'm kind of staying away from the Browns. If you have to start one, start Kareem Hunt. You probably picked up Ernest Johnson this weekend, so I'm going to be monitoring him and seeing how this running game looks without Nick Chubb. Uh, but on the Colts side of things, let's look at the Browns defense. They have three green rankings here. So they are allowing uh, the 30th most uh, points to the quarterback position at 23.7, uh, about 50.7 points to the wide receivers. That's 31st. 19, that's basically 20 points to the tight ends. That's 30th. So they have three really terrible rankings here. Uh, they're kind of stout against the running backs here, so that maybe makes me a little bit nervous for Jonathan Taylor. But you see the Browns here allowing a lot of quarterback points, a lot of receiver points, and a lot of tight end points. Unfortunately, this doesn't really mesh well with what the Colts are doing and their philosophy right now. So Jonathan Taylor, you're going to start him as your RB2 flex. You kind of have to. He's really the only guy that we're comfortable starting with in this game. Uh, but because of the stats that we just saw below, I mean, Phillip Rivers is a quarterback too in Superflex. Maybe T.Y. Hilton can get deep. Zach Pascal, 
those are easily the top two receivers. So both of those guys, I think, have wide receiver three flex value at best. Uh, because this is going to be a tighter game, I do like Naheem Hines as a RB2 flex option in PPR leagues. I think you need to start the Colts defense. Uh, and then on the bench here, I have three of their t- tight ends, and we got Jordan Wilkins. So I'm just kind of keeping an eye on Jordan Wilkins. If he continues to look good, uh, we'll see what happens there. And he's basically just one Jonathan Taylor nick away from being a potential bow cow back. Um, so Trey Burton, Jack Doyle, Moiley Cox, I really don't feel comfortable saying to start either one of these guys. It's kind of like a three-headed committee at the moment with the healthy Trey Burton. If we look quick at what the, the Colts did last weekend as a group, Jack Doyle, 45 snaps, Trey Burton, 36 snaps, Mo Alley Cox, 33. So they're running a lot of two tight end sets, which is nice. Uh, but Trey Burton actually led the team in targets with, or he led the tight ends with targets with five. Jack Doyle, one, Mo Alley Cox, two, but he, Mo Alley did get the touchdown. Um, so to me, it's just kind of like a tight end mess. I'm really not s- certain anyone that I feel comfortable here saying is a start. So uh, that's pretty simple on the Browns Colts game. It's going to be a heavy defense game. Uh, and basically the one who can make, you know, the big passing, the big play in the passing game, I think is going to come out on top. So now we got the Giants and the Cowboys. This one's going to be a really, uh, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm actually excited to see what the Giants passing offense can do against the Cowboys. Let's take a look at the fantasy points allowed here to position. We got a few green rankings here uh, on the Cowboys side of things. They're allowing over 22 points per game to the quarterbacks. They're allowing about 49 points to wide receivers, which is nuts. And then they're they're not that greatest against the tight ends either, about 17 and a half points to tight ends. So the Dallas Cowboys defense is one that we want to target pretty heavily. Uh, And then on the other side of the ball here, the Giants are actually, they're not bad against quarterbacks and tight ends. They're kind of allowing receivers and running backs to be fine. Uh, But there's really nothing to target crazily on the Giants side of things. But again, this is the Dallas offense, so they're probably going to get theirs anyways. Uh, But these green matchups here make me excited for the Giants. Uh, so I got Daniel Jones as a quarterback one. If someone left him out, uh, you know, in free agency on the waiver wire, I think he's worth a look as a spot start this weekend. If you're a guy that, uh, you know, had Matt Stafford or Rodgers, you're looking for a fill-in, uh, maybe Daniel Jones is kicking it on the waiver wire. I think Devonta Freeman's got a high floor for PPR leagues, maybe eight to 10 points. He was involved in the passing game last weekend. Uh, and he looks all right. I watched some of that game and uh, he didn't disappoint me. I, like, he doesn't offer that much uh, in the running game, but as a receiver, that's where you're going to get your PPR points. But then I think the meat of all this for the Giants team is going to be in the passing game. So that's Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, and Golden Tate. I think all three of these guys should find a way in your lineups this weekend. I mean, we saw what Odell Beckham uh, did against the, the Cowboys last weekend. We've seen what uh, the Falcons have been able to do against the Cowboys. They've been letting up a lot of points to wide receivers. And Darius Slayton is one of those guys that can just get open deep. And it wouldn't surprise me if he pops off for one or two touchdowns this weekend. So I'm I'm really feeling Darius Slayton for a good game this week. Uh, Golden Tate, you know, maybe a high floor PPR play, in, you know, out of the slot there. Maybe he ends up with five or six catches, maybe 60, 70 yards. Uh, so I feel like Tate is a safe enough play uh, against this weak secondary here. And then Evan Ingram, we know we're not exactly thrilled with how Evan Ingram's been performing so far to start the year. But if we look at last weekend, uh, this is the opportunity report over on the fantasyfellowship.com. Uh, let's just take a look at the Giants last weekend. So Evan Ingram, man, he led the team with 10 targets. He caught six of those for only 35 yards. Uh, but if a tight end's getting 10 targets, that has my attention. So I think you got to roll out Evan Ingram this weekend against the Cowboys. That seems like a pretty safe game for another 8 to 10 targets, hopefully. Uh, and then at the receiver position, 
we saw Darius Slayton log 97% of the snaps. So it's really nice to see that they're giving him the wide receiver one treatment. Uh, he got seven targets, only caught three for 48, which is you know 7.8 PPR points. Uh, that's kind of his floor in this one. I think he has the ability to, to get beat or to get deep on this on this Cowboys defense. Uh, so I think he's got a good chance at 100 yards and a touchdown. So I like Slayton. Uh, and then you got Golden Tate here with six targets. He only had four catches for for 20 yards, but that's kind of his floor. He's going to you know be somewhere in that four to five catch range on a weekly basis. His yards per catch were low last weekend, so we'll see if we can up that. Uh, but I like him for a high floor wide receiver three flex. I think you could do worse. Um, and then that's really it. There's really nobody else on this Giants offense that we're interested in starting. <clears throat> I mean, we'll keep an eye on Deion Lewis, Wayne Gallman, and the wide receiver three here is Damian Ratley. Uh, now, there's I've been kind of recommending to some people uh, because uh, as soon as next week, uh, Sterling Shepard is going to be eligible to come off IR with his toe injury. Uh, so there's been a couple leagues where I've just been able to add him and slide him directly to my IR spot, and then you can just get another free pickup. So uh, if just check your waiver wire if Sterling Brown's available. I think he's got an opportunity to come back pretty strong and maybe be a wide receiver three for us. Uh, and the reason why I'm interested in a guy like Sterling Shepard is because he's kind of like their utility receiver. He can kind of run all the routes, and he is kind of their possession receiver. When you look at this schedule coming up, I mean, they play the Cowboys this week, but then they play Washington, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, uh, Washington, Philadelphia, you know, they're getting to their NFC East schedule. You see the Bengals in here, the Seahawks can't defend anybody. The Cardinals are so-so. Uh, so they have a really juicy schedule here. So I'm actually open to a little bit of New York Giants offensive revival in this one. The passing game should be flowing. Uh, so I like that offense there. On the Cowboys side of things, this is one of the easiest offenses to be able to predict. Uh, you're going to start Dak Prescott as your one, Ezekiel Elliott as your one, Amari Cooper as your one, and then CeeDee Lamb. I think CeeDee Lamb, he's pretty much in, evolved into a must-start wide receiver three at this point. He finally got the touchdowns last weekend, uh, the first two of his career. He's got a really safe floor, you know, five to six catches and 50 to 60 yards, so I like him for double digits every week. Uh, and then I think you got to start. I mean, if you're lucky enough to scoop up Dalton Schultz a week or two ago, you got to find a way to get him in your lineup. He's performing at a pretty high clip right now. And yeah, there's a lot of targets, uh, you know, mouths to feed in Dallas, but he's going to be able to get his because the defense has to focus on, you know, Elliott, Cooper, Lamb, Gallup, where Schultz is always kind of running free. This is kind of the Blake Jarwin uh, thought process that I had coming into the season. So I like Dalton Schultz as a tight end streamer. And then Michael Gallup, man, what do we do with Michael Gallup? We just saw the news today that uh, they reported starting left tackle Tyron Smith is out for the season, uh, which it's that's a big blow to Michael Gallup's value. You think about how Michael Gallup wins in fantasy and on the field, he's a vertical threat. You know, he gets open deep, and in order to get open deep, you have to have the offensive line blocking so Prescott can hang back and let one fly. So I'm a little bit nervous about Michael Gallup. I like him here as a wide receiver three flex. I don't really see... I don't really see his value increasing that much more uh, now that we have this offensive line concern. I mean, we already had offensive line concerns, and now that Smith is out for the year, uh, man, I'm, I was really big into Gallup, but it's not looking like it's going to come together this year. <clears throat> so he might actually be a, a really good buy-low candidate in dynasty leagues. I know I have him in a, a lot of my dynasty leagues. I do have him. So, uh, But with that, <clears throat> the Cowboys offense is pretty locked and loaded. We're just going to monitor Tony Pollard, Cedric Wilson, Blake Bell from our bench. And now we're going to get to the Sunday night football game, <clears throat> uh, Minnesota Vikings and Seattle Seahawks. Uh, let's look at the points allowed here. So uh, we got some green matchups here. We see the quarterbacks. Vikings are, you know, middle of the field against quarterback 17th. 
they are 21st against the running backs here, 26 points per game in our in PPR. Uh, the receivers are, you know, they're letting receivers score. So they rank 29th here. That's a plus green matchup, about 45 points per game. Uh, they're, they're decent against tight ends, about 11 points per game. On the Seahawks side of the ball, the Seahawks are 31st in quarterback points allowed at 26. That's a monstrous number. That's that we're going to like Kirk Cousins as a, as a quarterback too this weekend. Seahawks, because they're such a sieve, you know, a sieve in the passing game, they actually are pretty good against the running backs here. So they rank fifth, about 19 points per game, really good against tight ends, less than seven. Uh, but then again, here, the receivers giving up a whopping almost 65 PPR points per game to the wide receivers. That's just insane. So they are dead last in fantasy points to the receiver, second to last in quarterback fantasy points. So with that said, Kirk Cousins, fire him up as your quarterback too. I guess you could even stream Kirk Cousins as a quarterback one if you're like one of those guys when I was talking about earlier that uh, is missing Rodgers or Stafford or you want to just hold on to him for insurance in case this Buffalo game doesn't happen. Uh, but Kirk Cousins, final way to get him in. You're starting Dalvin Cook no matter what, but Adam Thielen, he's also a no matter what guy. He's in your lineup, but I think you have to – I mean, if you added Justin Jefferson and you're not playing him in this lineup, uh, I don't know what you're doing. This is the, the the dream matchup. You want to target receivers against Seattle, so make sure Jefferson's in your, Jefferson is in your lineup. And then there's there's no one else you can trust on this Vikings offense. It's really glad I'm really glad to see another player step up like Jefferson. They really needed you know, that Stephon Diggs hole to be filled. Uh, but Madison, Rudolph, Irv Smith, Olabisi, Chad Beebe, we are not interested in them for fantasy at the moment. Still hold on to Madison, though, as a handcuff. You know, war of attrition, the season's getting banged up. So on the Seahawks side of things, though, really simple fantasy evaluation here. Start Russell. You're starting Russell Wilson. I don't need to tell you to start Russell Wilson. Chris Carson's the man. He's going to be in a fringe RB1-2 in this one. You're starting Tyler Lockett. You're starting DK Metcalf. I actually am interested in Greg Olson as a tight end streamer here. The Vikings are allowing about 11 points, you know, per game to the tight end, which isn't great. But uh, I mean, if Greg Olson goes out and catches five balls for 50 yards, that's the quick 10 points in PPR. So I like Greg Olson as a tight end one streamer. This game could get pretty high scoring. So there might be a lot of passing involved. And then with that said, David Moore, he caught the touchdown last weekend. I'm open to him. If you're desperate and you need a wide receiver to plug in, go ahead and, and uh, check him out. We're not starting either defenses here. Uh, some guys to monitor on the Seahawks bench. Will Disley, uh, if anything happens to Olsen, we'll see. Will Disley get some snaps? I'm still holding out hope for him in dynasty leagues. Uh, but then the running back situation, I don't think Carlos Hyde's going to play which means we're going to see more rookie DJ Dallas. We're going to see more Travis Homer. Uh, keep an eye on both those players. One of those guys, I mean, if Carson goes down, one of those guys is going to get a lot of touches. So DJ Dallas is a former receiver, really good pass catcher. Travis Homer might be the you know the one and two down back in that case. But um, <clears throat> Carlos Hyde has the, sh the shoulder injury, so he can't really you know be himself you know to be able to go in the tackles and bang around. So, uh, but really fun game Sunday night football. We're going to have a lot of passing. A lot of hopefully high-scoring back-and-forth action. So make sure you get your guys in the lineup and enjoy that one. We had a flex here for this schedule, Patriots and the Broncos. So let's take a look at the defensive points allowed here. Broncos defense is really green, allowing you know almost 22, 21 and a half to the quarterback, about 12, 44 to the, to the wide receivers, and about 14 to the tight ends. Pretty good against the running backs, but they're really banged up. They're missing a lot of guys. So it's not going to surprise me if everything is green uh, in this one. On the Patriots' defense side of the ball, middle of the road against the uh, the quarterback, it's 18 points. Uh, running backs are really – it's hard to find points against the Patriots' defense here, 21 points. 
but 40 points to the wide receivers. That's probably the easiest way to get a, a hold on the Patriots. And they're really good against the tight end, only allowing eight points. <clears throat> so for the offense for the Broncos, I think Brett Ripien's playing. You don't want to play Brett Ripien. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bad day for the Broncos. I, I mean, I have Melvin Gordon here as a running back too. I don't trust him. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up, you know, with a six to eight point floor. I think Philip Lindsay's also coming back, so that's kind of in the mix. Uh, so Melvin Gordon, he might actually be like a sell high right now if that's such a thing he just had his big game of the year uh I, I just don't see melvin gordon finishing higher than an rb2 at all so start him if you got him cross your fingers we'll see what happens <clears throat> uh but at the flex play tim patrick he looked really good uh last thursday night jerry judy also caught the touchdown these guys are just low end wide receiver three plays not excited to get my broncos in the lineup i don't even really want to talk about them that much anymore uh but philip Lindsay, we'll see what he does to melvin ingram's workload it sounds like Drew Locke was practicing this weekend. So maybe he's back as soon as next weekend. So uh, maybe the Broncos outlook will change after that. But for now, I'm really not excited to get my Patriots in there or my Broncos. On the Patriots side of things, they're actually holding out hope that Cam Newton's going to play. So I have Jarrett Stidham up there with a the question mark. If you're relying on Jarrett Stidham to be your quarterback too or Brian Hoyer, I really don't know if that's advisable at this point. If anyone, so let's let's assume it's Stidham or Hoyer. That means I'm, I guess the locks in the, the locks are still going to be James White as a PPR RB2 and probably Julian Edelman as a wide receiver three flex. Uh, I'm kind of interested in Nikhil Harry and Demir Bird as, you know, low end wide receiver three flexes. They just use so many running backs. Rex Burkhead with the question mark, Damian Harris. I think he had 17 attempts last weekend for 100 yards. Uh, so it's kind of a mess here. Really, the only guys I feel comfortable getting in my lineup are James White, Julian Edelman. If Cam Newton plays, then I really don't really care for Damian Harris. You know, the goal line touchdowns are likely going to Cam Newton, Rex Burkhead. Now that James White's back, I really don't know if I feel comfortable with Rex Burkhead. So, uh, man, this is real. This is a hard game to predict. It's kind of a moving target. So I'm I'm kind of just advising people to stay away from it. If Cam Newton plays, just roll with James White, Julian Edelman, and uh, see what happens. Uh, the other Monday night football game here is going to be the Chargers at the Saints. Let's take a look at the fantasy points allowed here. Uh, <clears throat> both teams are allowing 22.2 points to the quarterback. So that's, you know, bottom five, you know, bottom six, seven in the league. Uh, and then they're both allowing a lot of tight end points, 15, you know, point three. And then the Saints, of course, almost 24 points per game here, just getting lit up by the tight ends. Uh, and then they're both actually pretty good against running backs and receivers. So with that said, I think, uh, Justin Herbert, quarterback two in Superflex. I got Drew Brees as a quarterback one. Uh, that's assuming Michael Thomas is going to play. You're starting Alvin Kamara. You're starting Keenan Allen. You're going to start Michael Thomas if he plays. Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders is a start no matter what as your wide receiver three flex. He's starting to get more consistent. And if Michael Thomas is there, he might get some favorable, you know, hidden coverage. Um if, if Thomas plays, then you're going to be not as excited to get Traquan Smith in the lineup. If Thomas is out, then I'll think about Smith. And then Latavius Murray, man, he had the two touchdowns last weekend. If this team gets in close to the red zone, he's got a chance at a goal line touchdown. So he's like a desperate, you know, RB2 flex kind of play. Uh, and then on the Chargers side here, we hinted, man, the Saints are not good against tight ends. I think you got to start Hunter Henry this week. Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson probably was the high, you know, these guys were priority pickups in the waiver wire this weekend. The Saints are good against running backs, only allowing 24 points per game. These guys are just low-end RB2 flexes for me. I'm not excited to get them in my lineup. I mean, 
the Saints, man, they're going to be a good team. I don't think the Chargers are going to be able to run on them. If anything, it's going to be a big Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry kind of day, and we'll see if one of these two running backs can make a play in the receiving game. Jalen Guyton's here, KJ Hill, Mike Williams, kind of monitor this. I don't think Mike Williams is going to play. Let me double check here. Mike Williams, he's questionable with a hamstring. He got a limited practice in today. I mean, if Mike Williams is a, is a go and you need the help at receiver, I, I suppose you can plug him in there. I mean, the Saints are pretty good against the receivers, though, so I'm kind of not really feeling the risk. I'd rather see him play a full game before I trust him again. But really good game here. I'm excited to watch Justin Herbert. We'll see how the Saints look with maybe Michael Thomas back. Uh, so that's a lot of developments here. Chargers already named Justin Herbert the start of the rest of the season, so he's got that going for him. Uh, really fun Monday night matchup. We'll see if the Chargers can uh, – their offense looked good. Herbert had the deep ball going with Guyton and with, I think his name was Tyron Johnson last weekend. Uh, so a lot to watch here. Enjoy that game. And then the Bills and Titans, I already talked about this one uh, in my video the other night, but you see the defenses here allowing a lot of green points. Um, so just go ahead and check out some of the start sit charts. I'm assuming AJ Brown's out. I'm also going to assume John Brown is out. Um, so if John Brown is out, maybe Gabriel Davis flex play at best. Uh, but no A.J. Brown. Make sure you get John Smith in your lineup. No Adam Humphreys. No Corey Davis. I think I'm actually going to say Ben Ryan Tannehill. So I don't know. The Bills are probably going to roll on this one. It's just not a good time for the Titans right now. They don't have practices. They don't have a lot going on. The Bills are able to kind of maintain routines and just the Bills are a well-oiled machine right now. So the Bills are probably going to roll on that one. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for Friday night's show. I want to say thank you for your time. Thank you for hanging out. If you're new to the Fantasy Fellowship, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I do a, three or four videos every week. I'm always putting out on the fantasyfellowship.com. I put out my, uh, my start-sit charts. I do my weekly waiver wire column. I do my opportunity report. Tomorrow I'm probably going to go live and talk about my favorite prop bets for the weekend. Uh, so check out all the good stuff. Thank you so much for your time. Have a good weekend, and we'll see another video. Peace.